Beloved in Christ, at this Christmas tide, let it be our care and delight to hear again the message of the angels, and in heart and mind to go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, and the babe lying in a manger. Therefore, let us read and mark in Holy Scripture the tale of the loving purposes of God from the first days of our disobedience unto the glorious redemption brought us by this holy child. Adam and Eve rebel against God and are cast out of the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard a sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to me to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The the serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel.
the peace that Christ will bring is foretold. A shoot shall come out of the stock of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea.
The angel Gabriel announces to Mary that she will bear the Son of the Most High. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now... Your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The prophet in exile foresees the coming of the glory of the Lord. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, 
and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather, they come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you by night. But the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory.
Word was made flesh, and we have seen his glory. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, you have caused this holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light. Grant that we who have known the mystery of that light on earth may also enjoy him perfectly in heaven, where with you in the Holy Spirit he lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. A lesson from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exalt when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and for his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord.
lesson from the letter of Paul to Titus. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. The word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us, unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. <clears throat> Christmas is back this year, thank goodness. After basically sitting it out in 2020, things feel a lot more festive. For example, your Christmas carol singing tonight. We are grateful for every chance to be together, from family gatherings to holiday work parties. And I've noticed that my neighbors have put up more Christmas lights this year, including a couple of 
Griswold-level displays. And I have to say that several of you have been overachieving in the Christmas cookie department. Maybe you've been watching all those holiday baking shows, but my social media feed has been full of the most spectacular Christmas confections I've ever seen. A friend posted a photo of little bell-shaped sugar cookies covered with a gorgeous ruby red glaze with perfect white icing edges, along with the obligatory humble brag about a first attempt. I suspect that if I tried to make them, they would turn out less like the Great British Baking Show and more like that show nailed it. <laughs> That's the one in which amateur bakers try to recreate those top-level treats and um, end up with hilariously misshapen results. But kudos to all the bakers and the party planners and the decorators. We're ringing in the holidays with extra cheer this year. I mean, things are still weird. Those of you who have been in communication with Santa know that even he has had supply chain issues ahead of tonight's sleigh ride. And of course, with Omicron upon us, we have to mask up and be careful in crowds, including here at the church. I listened to a preaching podcast the other day in which two pastors were discussing their plans for Christmas Eve. Their tradition is to give everyone a candle and dim the lights for silent night. I kid you not, they spent several minutes debating the level of risk involved with open flames near all those highly flammable paper face masks. And I think that pretty well sums up Christmas 2021 in all of its glorious imperfection. Which got me to thinking about what we might hear differently in the Christmas story tonight. What can we notice if we embrace the imperfection of it all? The for a moment, imagine letting go of perfect Christmas cookies and those elusive family gatherings where everyone enjoys every moment together and the teenagers magically stop fighting. Imagine letting go of the holiday pressure to feel joyful over and above whatever actual emotions currently weigh on your heart. And while we're at it, imagine letting go of the perfect Christmas tableau that we have in our minds of the Holy Family on a silent, holy night with only a few gentle animals to keep them company in the stable and a soft glow around them. Kind of like that one right over there. Now, the classic stuff of nativity sets is, well, it's the Instagram version of Christmas, but the real Christmas was much less meek and mild and far less perfect. And there's a good reason for that, actually. And it has to do with how you and I fit into the story. Martin Luther once asked, what good would it do me if Christ were born a thousand times and if this were sung to me every day with the loveliest airs, if I should not hear that there was something in it for me and that it should be my own? 
It's the imperfections of the nativity that assure us that the Christmas story is meant for us. The Christ child came not to reward a perfection that we cannot achieve, but to fill our actual lives with divine grace. Now, the nativity scene in our minds is lovely, and you can hold on to it if you want to. But if you are curious about the messiness of the real Christmas, the details are rich. For example, it's fairly likely that Mary gave birth not in quiet privacy, but in the middle of some family's living room, surrounded by a somewhat random crowd. I am sure that this was not her birth plan. The Greek tells us that the guest room was full. And given the cultural practices of the day, it's likely that the family would have brought Mary and Joseph into the main room of the house, where, yes, there would have been a manger because people brought their animals in at night. And also, I mean, really, who would send a woman in labor out to the barn all by herself? Now, the implications of this shift in thinking are important. Jesus came not in isolation, but in the midst of messy but radical hospitality. And Luke's message is clear. The Messiah was born in a humble home full of ordinary people like us. He was born far from the palace of Emperor Augustus in more ways than one. Now, you may still have your doubts that the Christmas story is for you. God knows that we are all too aware of our own imperfection to imagine that God came to be with us. And this is precisely where God is extra brilliant. If Jesus had been born in a palace, we would have no reason to believe that he came for us ordinary people. And if his birth had happened according to some carefully made birth plan that did not involve a census and dislocation relying on the hospitality of strangers, we'd have no reason to think that he cares anything for our messy lives. It's exactly the rougher details that the true grace of the story comes through. Emmanuel came to us as part of God's love story with us. And God made sure that we would get that message with the most extraordinary sign, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. You've got to give God credit. That is an extraordinary sign. But because we do keep missing the message of grace, God had a plan for that too. Consider the angel, the one who said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Angels, by the way, speak in King James English, obviously. Now, if you're like me in how you picture this part of the story, the angel is probably up in the sky, also with that soft glow. But in the Greek, Luke tells us that the angel came and stood right in front of the shepherds. Now, generally speaking, when angels appear in the Bible, they are described as enormous, 
fiery and completely overwhelming. Imagine one standing right in front of you. And then the multitude shows up, which I've always pictured as a kind of choir of angels singing softly in the sky, but it was really more like an army of overwhelming divine beings completely filling the fields with their glory all around the terrified shepherds. To say that God wanted to make sure the shepherds got the message would be an understatement. So they ran to find the baby, their savior, who was there with Mary and Joseph, just as the angel had promised. It was a sign they couldn't miss. I suppose any good Christmas message in 2021 should include a word about safety. So be careful this weekend and don't let your face mask get too close to any candles. And any good Christmas message, well, it needs hope and joy too. If life happens to feel messy these days, remember that tonight's joy doesn't come from a picture-perfect holiday or an ideal family gathering. In this place, the pressure to achieve those things is off. God can see right past the Instagram version of our lives to the real one anyway, which is the one that God actually works with. The true joy tonight comes from the angels' good tidings of great joy, tidings meant for us and which we really can't miss. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. O God, the creator and preserver of all, we humbly beseech you for all sorts and conditions of your people, that you would be pleased to make your ways known to them, your saving health to all nations. 
More especially, we pray for your Holy Church Universal, that it may be so guided and governed by your good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Send your grace upon this congregation, both present and absent, that they may behold and receive the incarnation of your Son and serve you in faithfulness all their days. We commend to your fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings. We remember those who have gone before us in the peace of Christ, and we give you praise for all your faithful servants with whom we rejoice in the communion of saints. Almighty God, you have given your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him and to be born this day of a pure virgin. Grant that we who have been born again and made your children by adoption and by grace may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit through our Lord Jesus Christ to whom with you and the same spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Please be seated whenever you're ready. Um, it's my great honor to welcome all of you to Christ Church tonight. You know, Christmas Eve always has that kind of family reunion feel to it. And I'm just delighted to welcome you, whether you are here from near or far tonight. It's just delightful to be together. I'll say a word about how communion will go tonight. Uh, we'll share the bread, the consecrated bread of Holy Communion with everyone. And the clergy will come down with masks on and sanitized hands and all those good things. And we'll come down here to uh, serve, serve communion. Uh, if you would prefer a blessing as opposed to uh, a piece of bread, simply cross your arms over your chest. We'd be glad to give you a blessing. Um, and also, if you would like us to bring communion to you in your pew, we are more than happy to do so. Simply let an usher know and they'll, they'll give us the word. Um, but most importantly, on this holy night, please know that all are welcome to receive Holy Communion at Christ Church. Let us walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, because you gave Jesus Christ, your only Son, to be born for us, who by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit was made perfect man of the flesh of the Virgin Mary, his mother, so that we might be delivered from the bondage of sin and receive power to become your children. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. 
Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with his joy and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.
Let us go forth in the name of Christ.